0: Welcome to the Growing Food and Feeding People podcast. Whether you're a backyard gardener, a market gardener, or a small scale farmer just starting out or a seasoned grower, this show is for you. Join us as we share tips and tricks, tactics and hacks to growing food for yourself, your family, and your community, as well as sharing stories here from the field and other growers and farmers making a difference in their local food webs. My name is Cody, and I will be your host, so let's get growing. All right, welcome back to the Growing Food and Feeding People podcast. Man, is it crazy out there. It is April 17th. Happy Monday, y'all. And it's snowing. (laughs) Gosh, we woke up this morning and it was white outside and it is still coming down. But a good day for being in the studio, getting a couple podcasts recorded for you guys, and um, not letting the weather stop us from being productive for sure. I think it's going to settle down a little bit this afternoon, and I'll still be able to get back out there because it's not really sticking. I'm just glad I don't have any tomatoes or cucumbers or any small plants out there right now. (laughs) And speaking of that, this episode is actually going to jump back over to the planting your first garden series, and this one is going to be 10 mistakes every new gardener makes trying to start seeds, including myself. I have made most of these, if not all of these, at least once back when I was learning how to start my own seeds and grow some food so I could feed some people. So I thought this would be a great topic to cover today. Probably even do a YouTube video on this one as well uh, because it's it's definitely pretty common mistakes, easy to make, um, but mistakes that are definitely avoidable if you know about them ahead of time. So we are going to jump right into today. Now I do want to go over this list a little bit with a word of caution and I was I started out actually with a list of five because I don't want to overwhelm you With what could go wrong, but I think it's important for you to know. So I bumped it up to actually the top 10 mistakes um, that just about everybody makes at least once. And as we know, experience is the best teacher. But if I can help you avoid a few of them, that's what I'm trying to do. If you are a new gardener eager to learn to start growing your own vegetables from seed, please don't let these common mistakes hold you back. Because in this episode, we are gonna dive deep into the top 10 mistakes that new gardeners make. When starting their veggie seeds. And of course, I'm gonna provide you with the solutions to ensure your seeds get off to a strong start. So now, these are in no particular order whatsoever, so take that for what it is. Uh, but the first one I have is overwatering. Now, overwatering is a mistake that even experienced gardeners make, actually, but it's actually especially common with new gardeners. Uh, because when you're starting your veggie seeds, it's important to keep the soil moist. But overwatering can actually cause the seeds to rot or develop mold, which you definitely do not want. So what's the solution? Now, before planting your seeds, make sure your soil is well draining and not too compact. You're gonna to want to use a spray bottle to water your seeds lightly and only water again when the top of the soil feels dry to the touch, or I go off actually visibly dry. And it's usually gonna be once once a day. But if you use I like to use a spray bottle, that's the best way to do it because you can lightly spray the top of your trays or your cups, whatever your seeds are in, to keep that soil moist. You definitely don't want it to completely dry out. Here's the key. I like to use a spray bottle and water the top just until they sprout. At that point, I will typically bottom water, bottom feed from the tray. So I typically use 72 cell trays with a 10 by 20 tray with no holes so I can water from the bottom and let the soil and the plants wick up the water from underneath, and that works really well. At that point, that'll help you avoid getting mold or rot on top of the soil. That being said, even when they're small, I don't like to let the top just dry right out. So if you see that there's not enough coming up and it's because maybe the lights are drying out the top a little bit, I will still spray that, but I'm not giving it a heavy watering. Hopefully that helps. And the first one, you really wanna try not to overwater when you're starting your seeds um, and after and I will probably like I say I'll do a video on that so I can show you guys exactly how I bottom water those but I usually put about a quarter inch of water in the bottom of the tray at a time and that'll allow them to suck it up and give them enough without overdoing it. So now the second one we're going to jump into is actually using the wrong soil. Now using the wrong soil is a mistake that can lead to poor germination and stunted growth for sure Not all soils are created equal by any means, and some actually may not be suitable for growing certain types of vegetables. So to avoid this mistake, you want to do some research on the type of soil your veggie seeds need and use a seed starting mix that's formulated for your specific plants if possible. And this will give your seeds the best chance of success. Now it's important to note that using garden soil or potting mix may not be actually suitable for starting seeds due to their high nutrient content and heavy texture. The truth of the matter is the seeds actually hold all the nutrients that plant needs to get a start in life. So your soil doesn't need to be just loaded right up with a whole bunch of nutrients. I do use the same seed starting mix for all of my seeds that I start, and it, it contains a little bit of mycorrhizae in it, and that'll help with root development. And it has a couple other essential nutrients in it. It's actually I use the Sunshine Advanced mix number four. And that works fantastic for starting all of my seeds. I've been using it for years now, and I really don't want to go to anything else because it works so good. So that's number two is using the wrong soil. Again, you don't want to use potting mix unless it's specifically for starting vegetable seeds. That's really gonna give your seeds the best chance at a good start. Now, number three is planting your seeds too deep. Planting seeds too deep is another very common mistake that new gardeners make. Seeds need light to germinate, and if they're buried too deep into the soil, they may not receive enough light to grow. Now, to avoid this mistake, you really want to follow the seed packet for instructions and carefully plant your seeds at the recommended depth. Now, if you're not sure, a good rule of thumb, and one that I've used for years, is to plant the seed at a depth that's twice its diameter. For example, a pea seed should be planted one inch deep, while a lettuce seed should only be planted about an eighth inch deep. So if you go off that rule of thumb of planting at it twice this diameter, it should be close enough to the light to get what it needs. And speaking of light, mistake number four is actually not providing enough light. Veggie seeds need a lot of light to grow, and not providing enough light is a mistake many new growers make. Now if your seedlings aren't getting enough light, they may become leggy or weak, and their growth may be stunted. I see this on social media all the time. You'll see pictures of Very leggy seedlings, people going, why are my seeds growing so tall like this? Is this normal? And of course it's not. And of course we know the reason is they've got their light too far away. It's not getting enough light. Now to avoid this mistake, you want to place your seedlings either in a sunny window or invest in a grow light. A south facing window that receives at least six hours of sunlight is ideal. Now if you're using a grow light, you want to make sure to keep the light source close to the seedlings and adjust the height as they grow. I like to go a good rule of thumb on this is put your hand just above your seedlings. And if it's too hot for your hand, it's probably too hot for the seedlings. You can get too extreme, but that's really a good rule of thumb. And then you want to raise it as your seedlings grow. And by doing that, you'll be providing enough light that'll help ensure your seedlings grow strong and healthy. Now, I do use grow lights to start a good majority of our seedlings. All of our lettuce, I grow for 30 days under the lights before I put them out in the bed for 30 days which does two things. That actually gives them a good start, and it also leaves room in the bed, and then I can have that as a rotation. All of my peppers, all of my tomatoes, all of my onions, all of our herbs, all of that stuff we have to start inside and grow under lights. In my zone, well, we don't have to, but if we want to give them enough time to grow and be able to and have a good productive harvest, we need to start them inside to give them a good head start before we go outside with them. And when we do that, we definitely got to make sure they have enough light. So I built shelves that I could build some grow lights on and stack my trays in there. And then and that way it doesn't take up a whole lot of room, but I can start a whole bunch of veggies that way. The fifth mistake is neglecting to thin your seedlings. Now neglecting to thin your seedlings is a mistake that can lead to overcrowding and poor growth. Overcrowding can cause your plants to compete for nutrients and water, resulting in weaker growth and smaller yields. Now, to avoid this mistake, you want to thin your seedlings as soon as they have their first true leaves. Only keep the strongest seedling in each pot, or space them out at least a few inches apart if planting directly into the garden. Now, thinning your seedlings may seem difficult at first, but it's an essential step in ensuring your plants have enough space and resources to grow to their full potential. Now, I've said it before, I'm a big believer in high-density planting, but there is a limit. When you're starting seeds, like I will start, I'll start a handful of tomato seeds in each cell but I definitely need to separate them out either by plucking out the weak ones and only keeping one in each cell or separating them out and putting them in their own cup at that point. And I will do that for my peppers and for a handful of plants, and that works pretty well. But you got to make sure you do it, otherwise they'll all suffer. So you want to make sure you don't neglect to thin your seedlings for sure. Now the sixth mistake is actually fertilizing too early. Now while it is essential to feed your plants the right nutrients, New gardeners often make the mistake of fertilizing too early, which which can actually harm the seeds and the delicate roots. The best time to start fertilizing is after the seedlings have grown their second set of true leaves. When selecting a fertilizer, you want to make sure to use a balanced one that contains equal amounts of nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. Follow the package instructions and don't overfeed your plants, as this can lead to burnt roots and stunted growth. I should actually do a video on this as well, because I actually make my own soil blend with the nutrients that it needs when it's time to up-pot from the 72-cell trays to a plastic cup. So if you don't want to fertilize before that, like I said before, the seeds actually have all the nutrients they need in them to get the plant off to a good start. So don't get too jumpy on fertilizing too early. Now the seventh mistake is starting seeds too early or too late. Timing is everything when it comes to starting seeds and new gardeners often make the mistake of starting too early or too late. Now, starting seeds too early may result in leggy, weak plants that are vulnerable to disease and pests, while starting too late may mean missing the growing season altogether. Now, to avoid this mistake, you want to research the ideal planting times for the specific seeds you're growing and use a planting calendar to stay on track. Now, there's a lot of ways to do this, guys. I actually did a whole video on planning out your garden using Google Calendar. And of course, there's all kinds of apps out there that'll help you do the same thing. I just thought it was real simple to use what was already on my phone, the calendar that I use, and it works pretty good. So, anyway, you wanna make sure that you're not starting too early or too late and that you're not putting them outside too early or too late if you're starting them inside. Today is a perfect example. If I would've already had, you know, it's been 70 for a week and it was actually 80 two days ago. Okay? so. If I'd have had my cucumbers out because I started them a little too early maybe or I've got my tomato plants out there or my pepper plants um, and even my cool weather crops, boy, it got down by you know below freezing so even that stuff has to be covered up at least if it's even out there. I've actually learned, I've been doing this long enough to know that I don't need to rush it. I don't need to be the first one to market um, because I'm not taking things to the farmer's markets per se. I may do one or two a year but primarily... I'm growing for my customers' base that I already have, or my family or my friends. So I'm not too concerned about being the first one to market, so I don't get too jumpy. That and our last frost date isn't till like May 22nd, so almost June. I've actually put cucumbers out, planted cucumber plants that I had started a couple years ago. I put them out. I think it was May 15th, um, May 20th, maybe even. And we got a hard frost that doggone last week of may and killed them all you know but what i learned from that was cucumbers especially that's something i don't need to start from seed and i did for a few years i had been starting cucumbers from seed growing them up and transplanting them out well two things with cucumbers a their roots are easily damaged so you really got to be careful when you're transplanting them and two they grow so doggone fast there's really no point in it you know because i was actually able to direct seed into my garden after that the very first week of june i think june 1st maybe and i had cucumbers just as early as i would have almost from the plants that i transplanted out so you want to learn for what you're growing when the best time to start your seeds and to get them transplanted or to plant outside you don't want to start too early or too late and that is a really easy mistake for new gardeners to make for sure and I've, I, I still see experienced gardeners make it, to be quite honest with you. So timing is everything, and really having a good plan to start out with, thinking it through prior to the season, within the reality of your growing zone, um, in my opinion, is really the best way to go about that. And then you won't have that mistake. That's an easy one to avoid with proper planning and preparation, for sure. Now, number eight. This is a good one, too. And this is a mistake almost everybody makes if they are not directly taught otherwise and this is not hardening off your seedlings. Now like I said this is another mistake that new gardeners often make and it's neglecting to harden off their seedlings before transplanting them into the garden. Now what is hardening off your seedlings right? Hardening off your seedlings is the process of gradually acclimating your seedlings to the outdoor conditions including the wind, direct sunlight, and the temperature fluctuations which are way different than the conditions they've been in if they've been inside your house or a heated greenhouse or anything of that sort where the environment was completely controlled. And by putting them right out into the elements, even though you think it's a beautiful day, that's about the worst thing you could do for your plants. So you definitely want to harden them off because failing off to harden off your seedlings can result in transplant shock, stunted growth, and even death, actually, Um, I've seen a lot of plants die by not being hardened off properly. So to avoid this mistake, you want to start placing your seedlings outdoors in a sheltered, shady area for a few hours a day, and then gradually increasing the time and intensity of exposure over a week or two. You know, I've found that I can usually harden them off in about seven days, if the weather allows, if I can be there to manage the whole thing the whole time. I can usually do it in about a week, week and a half, depending on the plant's. Um, but to be safe doing that for two weeks if you have the time really doesn't hurt you a bit either and that way they don't have to be out there during any kind of extremes for sure Um, and you can instead of bumping it up by hours every day you can bump it up by minutes and that's really the best way to go about it if you can so one to two weeks hardening off your seedlings will do you wonders and it'll definitely save you from losing a bunch of plants Now, we are getting down to the bottom of the list, and this is number nine, and that is planting your plants too close together. Again, I do believe in high-density planting. I do it in every single one of my beds. However, planting your plants too close together can lead to overcrowding and competing for the resources, just like in your seeding trays, right? That's why if you don't thin them out when you're starting your seeds, this is the problem, planting them too close together. So whether out in the beds or in your seed trays, It's okay to plant a handful of seeds in the same cell as long as you're planning to thin them out. Now when you're just starting out, it really is pretty crucial to follow the recommended spacing guidelines for the specific plant you're growing as far as when you're planting them out into the garden bed or if you're starting them from seed directly into the garden bed. You can go off the back of the seed packets. Um, If you want to do high density planting without overcrowding, you can cut that in half and you'll be okay, but you really don't want to do any more than that. You know, you want to give them enough space to where when they are fully developed, their leaves are touching each other. That's okay. Um, But you want them just touching each other. So if you cut that in half, so if you do that when you're planting or when you're transplanting your seedlings into the garden, that should give them enough space to grow and thrive. If planting seeds directly into the garden, it's probably good to throw down a few extra seeds and then thin out the weaker seedlings and space out the remaining ones accordingly that's a pretty safe way to go about it too again you just you have to make sure you thin out those seedlings now number 10 the last one on the list in no particular order of course and this is one this is a funny one but this is one i'm really good about when it comes to our plants for say growing in the market garden but for some reason i usually fall short when it comes to my own personal plants so number 10 is not labeling your seeds and seedlings now not labeling your seeds and seedlings is another mistake that new gardeners make and even old gardeners. It can be easy to forget what you've planted, especially if you're starting multiple varieties at the same time. And that's kind of where I fall short when I'm planting for myself. I go, "Oh, there there are tomatoes, there are there are cucumbers even though I always plant two or three varieties." So if I'm growing for the market, and of course I want to be able to advertise what we have and tell our customers what they are, I label everything. But when i'm growing for us i'll label the tray i may not label every single variety so unless of course i'm doing experiments it's funny i'm very disciplined when i need to be and a little bit laxed when i don't so number 10 is not labeling your seedlings again it can be real easy to forget what you've planted especially if you're starting multiple varieties at the same time by not labeling your seeds and your seedlings That will lead to confusion and mistakes later on for sure, such as planting the wrong variety in the wrong spot or accidentally pulling up a plant that you thought was a weed, (laughs) right? So when you're just learning to see, I don't don't make that mistake anymore because I typically know what I'm planting and I can usually even tell the varieties apart um, when they're plants. But that could definitely be a mistake that a new gardener could make in pulling out a, a plant that's a weed because you didn't have it labeled. So to avoid that, label your seeds, label your seedlings with the name of the plant, the date you planted it, and any other pertinent information. Now this will help you keep track of what you've planted and ensure that your garden is organized and well-maintained. So if you do put it in your calendar, just because you put it in your calendar doesn't mean you don't still need to label your tray or label your row in your bed or, you know, label your stuff. Label your seeds, label your seedlings, then you'll know exactly what you have and again, this will help you keep track of what you've got going on and ensure that your garden is organized and can stay well maintained. And it's really pretty important when you're trying to learn uh, one variety versus another and learn a specific characteristic traits or maybe specific diseases or specific pests. All of that stuff can be tracked a lot easier when you're tracking everything, when you're labeling everything, when you're when you're writing everything down and keeping records. So that's an easy mistake to avoid if you just put a little emphasis on making sure you do it. So to run down the list real quick, we had the first one is overwatering, second Second one's using the wrong soil. The third one is planting seeds too deep. Fourth one, not providing enough sunlight. Fifth one, neglecting to thin your seedlings. Sixth one, fertilizing too early. Seventh one, starting your seeds too early or too late. Eighth one, not hardening off your seedlings ninth one was planting too close together and the tenth one was not labeling your seeds your seedlings all those seem like very simple things but they're all things that just about every one of us make as a mistake if we're not told to look out for them or paying attention to what we're doing so i know there's a lot of things to look after and think about when you're planning out your first garden and this is just a short list of things that i want you to consider so you get off to a good start so hopefully you guys got some value out of that one and you're already starting a few seeds or getting ready to start your seeds or getting ready to plant out the garden, make sure, again, pay attention to when that last frost date is um, when it comes to putting certain things out in the garden. And if you are putting things out now, make sure you're covering them up uh, for those last frosts. Don't wipe them out. Uh, I hope you guys are getting value out of this series, of course, planning out your first garden. It's, that's definitely an exciting time and a, a lot to learn. And if you would like to sit down and talk one-on-one with me about what you got going on, There's a link down in the show notes where we can set up time to do just that as well. So if you're getting value out of this and you're listening to it on the podcast platforms, make sure you rate and review. If you're listening to this on YouTube, make sure to give us a thumbs up and tell me what you're growing in the comments. This is the time of year where things are starting to get exciting. So get some seeds in the dirt, make somebody smile, and we'll see you on the next one.